coming up next as an encore presentation of the Marie Manucherry Show. For more information about her show, visit energyintuitive.com. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and good morning. Welcome everyone to a beautiful, gorgeous day here in Seattle and we hope wherever you are and you're a part of the world, whether it's winter, daylight, nighttime, whatever's going on, that you are happy, you are content, you are feeling your soul today um, because we are interviewing a, a lovely person who's from the Northwest area. We are interviewing Elisa Moore, who is the author of Romeo, excuse me, Meet Your Soul, A Powerful Guide to Connect with Your Most Sacred Self. You know, one of my favorite things to do, Benny, is to interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And so today is one of those days. And to interview someone who lives in the Northwest is also, um, you know, lovely. Yes. You know, someone who I've actually met in person because we have oh. a mutual friend. I know that's always unusual, too. Unfortunately, um, Alisa couldn't be in the studio with me today. She is on beautiful Bainbridge Island with her two small children, being a mom and very busy, I'm sure. And fairy schedules. Yeah, <laughs> and fairy schedules. Right, you know. So, we should have um, sent our own out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elise Romeo is an intuitive, a licensed massage, um, marriage and family therapist. I'm so sorry. I'm a little bit twisted in my language this morning. I apologize. An author and a speaker. Her worldwide private practice consists of thousands of clients who she works with by merging a background of depth psychology and ability to directly communicate with soul, which is what we're going to be talking about today. It's beautiful. Um, Alyssa's mission to help us connect to our soul so we can hear our guidance, power, and love. She's known for speaking the language of the soul with humanity, humor, and grounded candor. So welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I know. I love you guys. Oh, you're and, so sweet. And I actually called in, I think really? it was like um, a year and a half ago or something, while I was writing this book. Really? <laughs> and um, I've had hormonal migraines since I was 13, since really? my very first entry into womanhood. It was like, here's your first migraine, and they're very genetic, and my whole Italian side of the family gets them. And, <laughs> um, and I called you about my migraines, and you had really good advice for me. Oh, well, I, I just, I'm so happy for you, and congratulations on, first of all, you know, being published. It's a huge feat, and you published with a wonderful publisher. Hay House is fantastic, and the cover is gorgeous. Thank you. The cover is my best friend, um, Jennifer Watson. She's an artist and she does amazing paintings. She's my graphic designer. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. I I love, and actually, and Heather, you know, our our mutual friend, Heather Allison, did the photo on the back. It's so nice to have like friends energy infused in the book, you know? Oh yeah. Heather Allison is lovely. She's taken all my photos on my website and she recently photographed my oldest daughter's bridal shower. So, Oh, she's, I'm getting her for my wedding in August. I'm so excited. What a great little circle you guys have already. This is fantastic. (laughs) 
Yeah, <laughs> and it's just so fun to be part of the Northwest where we have intuitive people who are really um, devoted to helping the human race evolve, as long, along with our own personal evolution, you know, because we understand that that um, we all have our own things to move through. So it's, it's just lovely to have that community around yeah, us. With yeah, with the humanity, right? Like yeah. acknowledging we're humans on a path, and yeah. but there's also a lot of, um, dimensions going on at the same a time. A lot of dimensions going on. And you sp- you speak about that a lot in your book. You t- you talk about the difference between spirit and ego and soul, which um, is because you're helping people to understand the difference so that we can be aware when we're trapped in our ego, when we're terrified, freaked out and acting crazy. Um, and, and it doesn't always have to look like that, but that's kind of the extreme aspect of the ego. And then our spirit, you know, the, the part of us that incarnated here this time uh, on the realm. I mean, I don't know your total definition, but um, I think that's a, a part of it. And then the soul, you know, this amazing part of us that wanted to come here and knows exactly why we're here and is willing to help guide us at any moment. So, so what got you interested in that part of, um, especially with your patients, you know, your psychological practice, what got you into that aspect of wanting your, your patients to connect to their soul? Yeah, I mean, my background is as a therapist, and I went to Pacifica Graduate Institute, which is a depth psychological program, so psychotherapy and dream work and Carl Jung, and I love that work, and I think it's so important, but I noticed in my practice, when I was working in rehabs and on suicide lines and with families, as a marriage and family therapist, I saw that the traditional psychotherapy could only go so far. There was something missing that was something that I was really connected and had my own personal experiences with, which was like the energetics of the psychological concepts. And so I just, to me, it's always like, what's the most healing? What's the most helpful? How can I serve? And it was scary for me to kind of um, I come, bet. come out like yeah. as a spiritual piece. <laughs> my dad was a biochemist. My mom's right. a mathematician. You know, right. I grew up in a very analytical, grounded household. There wasn't right. anything woo-woo going on in my upbringing. So I was having myself and like these out-of-body experiences and um, I, the biggest one happened to me when I was at grad, grad school, actually, I was, it was after class and I came out into the grass and I started to go into like an altered state. I was meditating a ton at the time, so it wasn't totally foreign to me to go into an altered state, but this one felt different. And, um, a friend of mine who's a body worker and masseuse kind of was helping me guide me through it. And I left my body and I could see my physical body from, you know, five feet above which was to me totally shocking because I really identified as my ego. I kind of thought, you know, when I die, I'm gone. That's it. I didn't know who I was as a soul, you know? Sure. And so I saw my physical body and kind of freaked out and, um, (laughs) and then started to feel this incredible love vortex behind me pulling me up. And as I merged into that energy, it was like the most orgasmic, blissful feeling of coming home and remembering why I incarnated and who I truly am behind the ego of Elisa Romeo. Wow. Yeah. And that's a forever evolving experience, right? I mean, it's just the more conscious we become, which is an uncomfortable experience, I think, to see things for the way they are and and make your ego be okay about it and and align to your divinity. I mean, it's it's a, a constant thing. What I love is, of course, your history and your background, having, you know, very intellectual parents and and living a normal life, so to speak, I think that really helps you in, in the world in terms of using your 
your gifts to help other people feel comfortable and safe with you and so that you can understand where they're coming from. However, I remember reading in the book that your parents actually gave you a gift. I think it might have been for Christmas where you actually mm-hmm. had a reading it's with like a cosmic, It's like the cosmic joke, you know right. what I mean? It's like hysterical because they were, you know, it, it was out of their box, but as, it was kind of as a, you know, I don't know if a joke, but they went to the Unitarian Church and the, the church was having an auction. There was a woman there um, well, Tracy's her real name. <laughs> I think I, I can't remember the fake name I gave her in the book, but yeah. um, and she donated a, a reading. Yeah. And so, seventeen years old, I go over there. Just you know, I was set to go to University of Washington pre-law, you know, <laughs> and she blew my world open. She was like talking to my spirit guides and telling me really specific things I had told no one about my boyfriend at the time and. I was just like, how do you know this? Like, have you been spying on me? I don't understand. And um, and she just showed me that there is an invisible energetic network that we can all tap into that's available for everyone. You don't have to be special. It's just a skill that you can train, which I did. I went to um, a psychic school meditation program in San Francisco for three and a half years, meditating wow. 20 hours a week wow. um, in the middle of my kind of psychology work and and learned how to consistently and accurately tap into that. I call it kind of like the energetic Google, <laughs> you know, like that's funny. I you love can that. Type anything in there and you can <laughs> receive your information. And it, it's like not a shocking thing to the aboriginals and outback or, you right. know, so many different shamans around the world, but to our kind of Western, you know, mind that's been trained if you can't prove it in the physical world, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's very shocking to Mm -hmm. us. And I think it's scary a little bit to people because we haven't been raised in a culture that really supports that type of Gnostic inquiry where we directly connect and get that information. Right. And and at the same time, we're obviously really ready for it. And people are asking deeply personal questions and they want their lives to be fulfilling, which is always fascinating how in, you know, uh, beautiful, uh, advanced cultures, there's still quite a bit of misery and unhappiness, regardless of how many vacations a family may take in a year, or how many TVs they have in their house, not that that's a positive aspect, but, you know, that we have all of this materialism and we're very fortunate, you know, even having Obamacare. I mean, we're a very fortunate country and there are other countries that are just as fortunate when you look at it from that perspective, but yet we're not fulfilled and we're not satisfied and we don't know how to you know, connect with ourselves in a way where we can um, have that devotion to living a life on purpose. Definitely. I I start the book with that kind of, you know, I have so many clients that say, you know, I have a great family, I have a great job, I, you know, I have good hobbies, like, but something's missing. Something feels off. What's that hole? And I always feel like that hole, that soul, that's that direct connection to knowing why you incarnated on the planet, like your purpose and how to find that embodied sense of joy and love, that unique flavor of love you came here to give and radiate and, and knowing that that's our birthright to live that. We don't have to just get lost, you know, in our to-do list with going to the grocery store. You know, we can be alive every day. Oh, I just think that's absolutely gorgeous. So that's a big part of your purpose. And one of the reasons why you wrote this beautiful book is to help people with, you know, practical tools and great insight, how they can get answers and feel that connection and align to their purpose through relating to their soul, which is really in one way of looking, at least from my perception, and I believe yours as well, is to be aware of energy. 
oh my gosh, it's been massive for me. <laughs> when I started understanding that at my program, it was Psychic Horizons in San Francisco. I mean, it was a game changer. Like, I started to understand everything has an energetic backstory, and you can either completely get into the physical realm where you're sometimes, like, it's like if you have to talk to somebody who's um, maybe not responding on an ego level. Maybe they're really frustrating you or they can't hear you. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's nothing you can say to them in the physical world, but you can work with their energy, Mm -hmm. and you can change things massively. My first book was initially called um, Energetic Codependency. Uh, it's now Authentic Intuition, but it was all about that. The, I was teaching codependency courses at a rehab, and I was like, there's a lot talk of people writing about energy and a lot of people talking about psychology, but what does it look like, the energy of codependency? What does it look like, the energy of trauma? So when those two things are merged, and then how can we move an attachment cord with our mother and then change an unhealthy attachment psychologically that can open up your life through the energy world? And it's so useful. And sometimes I'm, I'm definitely for psychotherapy. You know, sometimes it's absolutely. really important to go yeah, to therapists absolutely. and work out those attachment issues. But sometimes maybe it's just like your ex-boyfriend's energy in your space. Maybe you're an empath, you're feeling them as a spirit, and that's why you're ruminating as opposed to something you have to like psychologically work out. Right. I, I think that's a really important component, you know, where people have done their work, right? But they keep staying mentally attached. Like they really have resolved that they've come to a good spot, but they can't stop thinking about it. And and if they allow themselves to not go into that process to really be present, then they can stay in that soul connection of why they have a particular experience and what they learned for it and the peace and the healing that occurred for them rather than going back and rewounding themselves over and over and over again. And you can probably relate to this. I mean, I know I can just being an empath and that just basically means, you know, like a highly sensitive person where you're sensitive to energy and you're sensitive to it, whether you're conscious of that or not. And I have so many clients that come to me with anxiety or depression and they've done the psychological work. They might've done the, the medications and that's important. I'm not like saying that that's not important, but sometimes it's just energetic. You, you know, you um, you have lots of really great tools in here that are easy and fun, and they create vibrancy, which is really about connecting to your soul. The soul is a very vibrant component to ourselves. I mean, it is like the unique um, birth of our individuality. It's it's a, a an uncompromising, beautiful real part of ourselves. I mean, it is the real part of ourselves. It's yeah, amazing. it's the part of us, like you said earlier, it's like the part of us that wanted to incarnate was so excited to come into the physical. <laughs> and that soul, he or she, has all your answers. Yes. So I'm kind of like, why wouldn't we go directly to the source? <laughs> like, what are we doing? You know, we are always looking externally programs and different teachers, and that's important for certain kind of knowledge things. But really, if we can tap in, then why would we not do that? And like you said earlier, with after my kind of out-of-body experience, I couldn't forget it. It right. kind of, in some ways, haunts me in a good way, where right. it's like, I know when I die, I'm going to have a mini life review, and it's going to be energetic. <laughs> like, to what degree was I truly being me down there through the programs of society, through the stresses of the daily life? Like, and that's all that matters. That's where our true success and happiness comes from. So... Yeah, my I, in sessions I like to I, I hear people's souls talking to me and I give them the information. But what gives me the most joy is when they start to connect to the soul right. directly, which is why I wrote Meet Your Soul because it's just like my soul Sophia. She gave me an image when I was writing it that it was like 
that light bright game when you're little, you know, those little pegs that are like, Oh yes. Of and course. You, you stick them through the black paper into yeah. that like light house or whatever you want to call right. that light board. And it lights up with this color. And that was like the image she gave me. Everyone who directly connects becomes kind of like this portal for this beautiful, their, their unique flavor of love here on the planet. And that just gets me so excited. Well, talking about color, and I agree, I, I love, I believe people heal themselves, and so I love it when my clients um, have a, a felt experience with their own being, because like, like what you said earlier, when you have that vibrational connection with yourself, you never forget it, and and you are, you kind of force yourself to work back to that energetic vibrancy so that you can be in that calm, centered, loving, happy, joyful place, and, and that's what we all want, regardless of who we are or where we live or what we do. That's what we all want in our lives. You have this really great exercise, and we'll talk about it briefly before we go to our first break. It's called the energy of amusement. Um, could you explain that a little bit? I love it, by the way. The energy of amusement? Yeah, it's, it's about painting a room. Yeah, when you take a turquoise energy and you put it around you, it just lightens the vibe. And it, it, I kind of had this idea before spirituality had to be serious. It was like sacred. So we have to get really, <laughs> you know, solemn. Right. And then I found like it's not true. We can just laugh at, you know, the whole cosmic setup down here. And that, that is spiritual to be bringing that kind of observer witness to the game. So anytime you're having fun and laughing, you are being spiritual. And so, yeah, when you bring in that beautiful turquoise energy, you can start to feel your spirit lifting. And I start like giggling when I start, I'm actually wearing a sweatshirt that color right now (laughs) because there's so much power to color and you know what you're protecting and putting yourself around you. So you could imagine a, a mini you know, version of yourself in your brain with a big roller full of turquoise paint, just painting all around you turquoise. I mean, is that... Yeah, you just, you can do whatever visualization feels uh-huh. good. Some people like to just imagine like the big, huge roller going all over them. Some people imagine like a, a gorgeous drape kind of like lifting up into the color. So whatever works for you. Oh, beautiful. Well, and I should mention mm-hmm. on my website, I have a bunch of free meditations under the meditation section mm-hmm. um, to help with these kinds of things, the visualizations where I'm talking you through it. That is just beautiful. I'm having the pleasure of, inter- of interviewing Alisa Romeo. She is the author of Meet Your Soul, a powerful guide to connect with your most sacred self. And we'll be right back. If you put him in your will, but- If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. You could become Marie's friend on Facebook or even follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's website. There's tons of new features like Chakra of the Month, a live Twitter feed, and three PDFs with extensive exercises for your chakras. You can also sign up for Marie's free quarterly newsletter and also get your questions answered in her Dear Marie column. Simply email Marie your question, and she will answer it in an upcoming edition. Marie also will be speaking and signing books. Find out if she'll be in your area on her events page at energyintuitive.com. 
for all the children that we've fostered. Your hope is that the time they spend in your home will be transformative to teach them that that they are valuable. Over 8,000 children in Washington are currently in foster care, resulting in a critical need for families that can provide safe, loving homes for youth who have experienced abuse and neglect. I would love to just erase those things from Mm. his mind. I would love for him to not be afraid. Fostering Together is dedicated to helping ensure that every child has a safe place to call home. Fostering Together provides assistance through the fostering licensing process, providing support and information to potential foster parents, and also offering free liaison services and support to current caregivers. Call 866-958-KIDS online at fosteringtogether.org. What we do can change people's lives. Fostering Together, our community, our children. Fostering Together is a program of Olive Crest. On Friday, Manson Mitchell present a special series with Kelly Sullivan Walden, host of Dreams Unzipped. On Saturday, Charlotte Stewart of Little House on the Prairie and Twin Peaks fame talks about her storied career in TV. In hour number two, Paul Davids, veteran film producer, author, and artist, brings solid evidence of spirit communication in a spellbinding story. Bringing you fascinating talks since 2007, we are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Marie Manucheri, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy and intuitive.com outside the box outside the norm inside your radio alternative talk 1150 coming up next is an encore presentation of the marie manucherry show for more information about her show visit energyintuitive.com Good morning, and welcome back to Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. You can listen to us at energyintuitive.com. And where else, Vinny? I know, it's just one of those days <laughs> with my it, mouth today. It you happens, know. I guess. It's it the happens. sunshine. Everyone it's, wants to get out there. It's really true. It is that We're going to blame it on the sunshine. Okay, that sounds let's great. Do that. Yeah, so. Uh, 1150kknw.com. Yeah. We have numbers, we have emails, phone numbers, all that good stuff. You can visit there in the show times and so forth. And of course, Marie's uh, website, energyintuitive.com. And we'd love to have you on the show today. Yeah, we love having you on the Mm -hmm. show, and Alyssa is kind enough to give away some of her books, so feel free to call into the show, ask questions, and uh, Alyssa will answer your questions from a soul's perspective. Um, And so why don't we go ahead and go to our first caller? We'll start things off. We'll take Anne calling in from Seattle. Anne, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. Perfect topic for what I'm calling it up. My 12-year-old daughter um, just wanted to get some insight on where she is at and her thoughts and how I can help her. Um, she, I have discovered that she has been looking up um, sites on the computer and in other areas that are completely inappropriate. And I don't believe she may have stumbled on them at the beginning, but I think that she has seeked them out. And I don't, I just want to know the best way where she's at 
and how I can help her. And so, Alyssa, do you have some Yeah, it feels to me, I mean, she's a strong, she's got a lot of fiery energy, right? Like, she has a a strong will. It feels to me like she's got a lot of, actually, leadership energy, but she's not sure how to channel and direct it. So it's a little, I mean, 12 years old, right? We're all trying to figure out identity stuff at 12. But um, it feels to me like she needs a um, an outlet for how to kind of express some of all these intense feelings she's feeling. So I don't know if she would do anything like acting or something mm. like art related where she could channel that energy like poetry or music or does she do anything creative like that? She's extremely, extremely creative and talented. And what is she doing now to kind of, it just feels to me like what it feels like is, um, it actually reminds me of there's this book, Jean Shinoda Bolin's Goddesses in Every Woman, and she talks about the archetypes of the different goddesses as personality types. And your daughter reminds me a lot of Persephone right now, where she has this incredible sensitivity, this incredible depth of emotion. There's like a complexity and a strong intelligence with her emotional state, but she's also like a little conflicted with the uh, amount of the emotional stuff she's feeling. So I think... You know, it might just be kind of like um, loving and holding space for three years as much as you can while just the hormones and the developmental piece takes, you know, its course. So it might not look completely clean and um, perfect the next few years, but I think she's going to be great. I think it it just feels like it's a little bumpy because she's trying to – it's like a, a horse that's out of control with tons of energy. There's so much power in her of that, like, energy that wants to go somewhere. She's, like, learning how to navigate it. Yeah, I I agree. I think that is a big part of it. I think also, too, Anne, is that you... um you need to kind of start to lead this relationship. You know, she's got that amazing. I loved your analogy, Alyssa, too, of the of the horse. You know, this beautiful, gorgeous horse just jumping in the in a perimeter that and wants to jump over the fence, right? But doesn't know how and is afraid to. I think, Anne, you kind of have to take the relationship. Like you need to steer it. I think that you allow your daughter to be in charge a little bit more than you need to. And and I know you love her and adore her, but I, I think it's okay for you to go, honey, you really need to sign up for these acting courses and I'm taking you and you're doing this and you're doing that. I think that um, she's asking you to step into your own power. Okay. <laughs> and anything yeah, that you, I, I, you can do that can support her feeling like she, she's her own leader where, where she's at. So if she's at you know, the acting course, maybe she can like be the director of a show there or something, you know, because it, she has that leadership energy that she needs to learn how to wield, you know. Um, but, but yeah, in like kind of structured and contained settings where she's being supported and witnessed, but also having some freedom to kind of in healthy ways find herself so she's not looking for those, you know, Internet sites to kind of confirm some part of her ego identity that's shaping right now. Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're going to have a lot of fun over the next few years. <laughs> She's amazing. She just she I don't is. think that she realizes how amazing she is. Sure. No, I she, think how talented right she is. She doesn't she doesn't realize it. I think what and, some parents do, especially when they have such a I mean all all human beings are incredible, right? And and when you are madly in love with your child like you are, sometimes we take too much of a back seat because we're just like in awe of them that we don't recognize like okay, yeah, this is an amazing human being, but they also need some guidance. And and if we can step into our own power that we give great guidance, then they don't go off kind of uh, um we help them to stay a little bit tethered as they explore their world and their inner intelligence. 
it is so challenging to hold that duality. Like I used to work in juvenile hall, you know, in California, and that wow. duality of like, okay, I can feel your incredible soul that's here for really specific reasons to kind of change the planet, and you're 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and holding both of those at the same time, like you need those 12-year-old, like, you know, you need to feel contained. You need to feel safe that you have these boundaries that are going to be consistent around you, and I'm honoring the soul that you are in that process. That's exactly what I've been trying to figure out. I feel that so much with my, you know, my nine-month-old right now. He's just getting his will about, like, <laughs> now, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're such an incredibly powerful being, and you're just, like, throwing Cheerios in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. That's really lovely. So, Anne, um, gonna, we're going to send you a book. So uh, thank you so much for calling in, and Justine will get your information from you so that we make sure you get a copy of this beautiful book. Um, yeah, the grounding soul. meditations and the centering will really help you in the next few years with staying, staying connected to yourself while your daughter's going through her stuff. Mm, lovely. Perfect. Uh, let's take, uh, I think we can sneak in definitely one more call uh, before our next break. Alicia, I believe, calling in from Austin, Texas. Alicia, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Alicia. How's the waters down there? How are you doing? Yeah, you staying afloat? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't live next to a river, uh, I guess, fortunately. That's good. Uh, that's that's where the problems are right now. Wow. So do you have a specific question for Alyssa today? Well, last time I spoke to her, she, she said that I had uh, a lot of sadness. I remember you. I remember you, yeah. So how has it been going? Um, I, I, um, I, I guess I tried to experience more sadness, you know, yeah. allow myself to experience it. Um, I, um, the feeling and emoting chapter is what I felt for you before, where it felt like you had a lot of feelings in your body that you weren't conscious of, that you're trying to really, you know, make conscious. So it's going to be, yeah, like allowing yourself a lot of space to either move or breathe and allow that stuff to kind of trickle up. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess the most recent thing I've, I've worked on was uh, someone suggested um, trying to sense other people, like how I felt in my, I think it's my solar plexus mm-hmm. around, other, around other people. Yeah. Um, and that, that seems pretty challenging to be able to um, interpret that. Yeah, I think you're such an empath, kind of like what we talked about earlier in the show, where you're sensing everybody's energy so much. So sometimes when we do that, we become these energetic chameleons. I can feel how you're feeling. I can feel how you want me to feel. So do I feel that way? How do I feel in my core? How does my soul feeling about the situation? So mm-hmm. starting to distinguish between those two things, um, doing the, my, the, um, the safe place meditation on my website would be really good, too, of moving other people's energies out of your space. So you just check in who's in my energy field, see them as a color, send them back to their physical body with love so you can see that orange energy or whatever going back to their physical body and then calling your own energy back from wherever it's left as a color and bringing it in the top of your head, your seventh chakra, and filling yourself back up with your, your own powerful energy. Okay, that sounds good. Those energetic separations have, like, changed my life. When I learned how to start to really get clear, um, because I'm an empath and I had this background as an actress, so I just could, like, I'll be like, I'll be anything you want me to be. I don't even know who I am. And just really shapeshift to what people want. And then starting to learn, oh, that's not me. Who I am is behind that. And I have to get all those energies out of me to feel that 
and that it takes a little bit of practice, but anyone can do it. It just is a little bit of, yeah, getting aware of the energy. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for calling. And we wish you a gorgeous day in Texas and, of course, safety in the entire area. Absolutely. Yeah. I I know California wants that rain. Uh, We we do, too. I'm I'm nervous for us, too. Are you a little bit nervous for us? Just truck a little more up north for us. We can just put it in a truck. Yeah. Just drive it over. (laughs) Dump it in in the area. That would be lovely. Take more to California. (laughs) Dump it over there. I mean, there's got to be a way that we can uh, exchange these resources that aren't actually working for the areas. You, You know what I think is most amazing about empathic people is that uh, I think that they have to learn to feel themselves, right? They have to stop feeling everyone else. They they have this incredible capacity to feel other people, and it's, it is a sign of evolution to be able to feel and have compassion for other individuals. It's, it means that that person has more awareness, perhaps, than someone who doesn't know how to feel another person. But empathic people, I think, have to learn to feel themselves. They have to know, what do I want? What makes me happy? What do I feel right now? And I think that's extremely challenging for them. And in, and until they can learn to be safe in their own bodies, where they can you know, wonder, is that the food I want to eat? Is this the movie I want to go see? What kind of music do I really like? Then their true identity never gets to emerge, and they stay in, in um, that beautiful metaphor that you described, that chameleon energy, and we never really get to know them. And it can be a very lonely experience for them if they don't become spiritually selfish and uh, obsessed in a way with whatever makes life work for them. It's a very interesting, um, uh, mystical uh, conversation that we can have about uh, these people who are so sensitive. Definitely. I always say it's a gift and a curse. It's like a gift because we can, it makes us compassionate and open-hearted, but it's a curse to the degree that we don't do the self-care necessary around it. Right. And um, learning how to get energetically yeah, safe and clear and move those other energies out is huge. Most people have no idea how controlled they are by these bombarding energies just because they've known themselves as that chameleon for so long. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of times when I look at empathic people, I don't see them bombarded by energy. I see them seeking it out. They're using it as a defense mechanism. They're trying to read what's going on because they're really so scared. They don't yeah, know how to true. be comfortable. That's so they're true. trying to like, well, if, if I know what this person's thinking and I know what that person is feeling, then I'm going to be adjusting my energy appropriately so that I'm safe. Yeah. Anytime an energy gets in somewhere, we have an energetic contract agreement to allow it in for sure. So it's like speaking. I think that's what's wrong with so much cord cutting stuff. People cut the cord, but they don't get to the root of why were you bringing, allowing that cord in. I'm not a big fan of the cord cutting thing. I don't know why. I I don't even really see them on, on people. I just see that there's a perception that needs to shift regarding a certain situation and then the energy can unravel. That's um, interesting. I yeah. definitely see the chords, but to me, it's also like the same kind of root thing as you're talking about, like what, what is the, the agreement, the energetic agreement that's or contract. That's a really great way to look at it, you know, because that's what's happening. That's what, what I love about your book is that the soul is actually having a blast, no matter what we're thinking or what we're doing <laughs> or how crazy our lives might be in the moment. The soul is going, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> Did you see what happened? All of her buttons just got pushed and yeah. her ego just got fired up and, oh, she had a moment of the divine. And, you know, like the soul is just having a, a party, actually. And if we could only just let ourselves sit down with our soul, life would just be um, wonderful beyond measure. Yeah, we have that free will. We can look towards oh. it or away from it. We can choose our whole life to not look towards it, but she, she'll she'll come for us anyway. <laughs> that is just so beautifully said that, you know, we have this free will that we can stay in, in the cosmos of the brain, um, the thinking, 
or we can stop and be in the feeling of the present, which is where the soul is. The soul is right in the present, enjoying. You know, I often tell people when I'm teaching in hotels that how gorgeous indoor outdoor carpet is. You know, like it's really beautiful. You know, thousands of people have walked on it, cried That's on hilarious. it, laughed on it, thrown up on it. You know, all kinds of. You know, like it's it's full of information, and 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 sometimes I think this that humans don't really understand in our human ego selves. We don't see that there is so much magnificence just in the speck of the moment, even in um, a fragment of indoor outdoor carpet. We're going to take our second break here on the Marie Manu Cherry show. I'm having the pleasure and the joy of interviewing Alyssa Romeo. She wrote a beautiful book. Meet your soul. We'll be right back. Need to trip into a new reality? Come with me to Spain this September 18th through the 23rd and ignite your connection to spirit. For more information, visit energyintuitive.com. Effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Gain valuable leadership tools by listening to The Misha Rouser Show Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. That's Tuesdays at 9.30 a.m. Become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com. The Misha Rouser Show, coaching you towards professional success. Every child needs a place, a place to call home. To call home. Every child needs a place. Where they can grow up healthy. And learn. And be safe. Safe. A place where they can play. And dream. And plan for their future. In the Habitat House, my parents helped build. In the Habitat House, my daddy helped build. My parents. My mommy. My mommy and daddy. I study. I grow. I learn. I live. A house. A house. A house. A chance. A future. A house. A chance. A future. Are all in your hands. Your support can help put a decent roof over the heads of a family like mine. Like mine. Like mine. To learn how you can help, visit Habitat.org. Are you interested in creating a mystical career or deepening the development of the one that you have already created? Then please join me August 12th through the 14th of this year for the Mystic Career Development Program. This class is inspired by my very successful mentoring program. During this two and a half day workshop, you will also experience yoga as I believe the movement at the same time of learning new consciousness helps it to move deeper into yourselves. I will use my advanced intuitive abilities to help participants identify their own natural gifts and talents. Please join me August 12th through the 14th as we develop your beautiful mystical career. For more information, go to energyintuitive.com. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Coming up next is an encore presentation of the Marie Manucherry Show. For more information about her show, visit energyintuitive.com.
And welcome back to the Remanu Cherry Show. I'm still in kind of recovery mode. My oldest daughter got married on Saturday. Yay, was, congratulations. Thank you. An absolutely stunning. Saw the pictures. Aren't they gorgeous? Gorgeous yeah. wedding. Gorgeous wedding. Great Aww. day for it, too. Held out. Uh, yeah, right. No rain. <laughs> it held out. Yeah, and the photographer was thrilled because it was overcast because the, you get better photos when the sun's that. not glaring yes. on uh-huh. you. And of course, my daughter and her new husband, they're like GQ models. I mean, really, they're like stunning people. <laughs> um, and so everything about the wedding was flawless, and the bride and the groom were happy, and the food was delicious, and the flowers were you know, just, and every, we danced until the very last moment. We, um, my um, now son-in-law, his family's from Panama, and so we had many, many um, people from Panama, like, uh, I don't know how many of his relatives came, but they flew from around the country and from Panama. Sounds like they really know how to keep the party going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then my daughter's father is from Iran, mm-hmm. and Iranian people love to dance. So we were dancing all night long, Latin wow. dancing, Middle Eastern dancing, disco dancing. We all danced, <laughs> and it was beautiful. So congratulations to them again. And I'm just thrilled that our family has expanded. Well, congratulations to you, too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's just a blessing and now we all get to rest and not talk about weddings anymore for a while other than pictures and videos and all of those things but now we don't have to be in the planning phase what's any the other longer. daughters are thinking oh i know i told them i go could you guys give me a couple years break please <laughs> you know it's a lot is it's a lot you know, what if not you, yeah. you, you'd still love them regardless of course but. yeah of course so welcome back to the show Alyssa. how are you i'm great it's funny to talk about weddings because i told my fiance last night we're going to marry in august and i was like <sighs> up till two in the morning looking at flatware on the <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to talk about in the interview with Marie? Like oh, flatware for you weddings? You could. There's I mean, some soulful flatware. Absolutely. Yeah, and so, yes, uh, I'm sending you tons of love. I know how hard you're working, especially with two small children. You know, you're really working hard. You, you, your book's published. You've got a lot going on in your life. And then, of course, you're planning your wedding, which takes a tremendous amount of energy and attention and uh, just good luck with the flatware and everything else. And I'm sure the <laughs> wedding will be beautiful. Where's your venue? What was that? Where, where are you planning to be married? We're doing it here on Bainbridge Island oh. and, um, in our backyard barn oh. wedding, rustic, boho, love it. chic. So. Oh, I love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so love now it. you just open it up on the airwaves. So you'll probably expect about 1,000 to 5,000 <laughs> more guests traveling over. No, right. No, but that's beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. We wish you the best. And, of course, your relationship and your mm-hmm. marriage and your life together, you know, that's just really wonderful. So uh, your father passed away about a decade ago, and um, and he was a skeptic. You know, you, you I read one area in the book that I recall where you, you helped him to see his to see an aura for the first time because, yeah. you know, he really, even though he sent you to a psychic that changed your life, which is so funny, this is the soul again, on the other side, basically, you know, in connection with us, moving chess pieces around, helping us to have experiences that uplift us and let go and unite with our oneness, with our God selves. And um, so you got the best parents for you, even though it didn't always feel that way, I'm sure, you know, especially talking about all the woo-woo stuff. But then he passed away and you've had phenomenal experiences with him since. Well, it's funny because I always saw him as my greatest like challenger to what I was doing in the spiritual path. And then he died, and he was big, Italian, larger than life. He would cook huge meals for everybody. He was, you know, everyone knew him around the island. He would talk to everybody, and so lively, and so much love, but just very much a, sci- a man of science, you know? And um, 
And so when he died suddenly, it was so shocking to our family. He was, Aww. like, just the head of the you know house. Like, he just energetically grounded everything. And um, and he was always kind of, what is this aura crap you're talking about, aura shmora, <laughs> you know? And um, one night we were sitting in the living room before he died, and I was like, okay, Dad, we're going to sit here until you see it. It's like, it looks like a flame around the candle, kind of like look for blue around my shoulder, and just kind of zone out. It was like three minutes later, he's like, yeah, I see it. It's kind of shining around your shoulder it kind of looks like a flame and he's like i'm going to bed and Aww. i was like how are you how how can you go to bed it changed my life when i started seeing energy <laughs> and he's like well correlation not causation could be an optical illusion <laughs> and um and i was like oh so when he died and he came back to me as a spirit he woke me up standing next to my bed i could see the atoms kind of the particles moving on the outline of where his body would be and i was scared i was like you know if anything wakes you up next to your bed and i could see it <laughs> visually i was like what is that and then i got the information this is your dad he worked really hard to send his energy in this form for you to see some visuals and i said Dad, I love you, but don't wake me up like that. It was too much. And then we started talking, and he then became my greatest teacher of Aww. how to actually talk to spirits. And that's how I connect people to their loved ones on the other side now in sessions. And he taught me how to do that. He showed me what it was like to leave the planet and how the life review and going through the tunnel of white light and and working with his spirit guides. So. It's funny, I learned it from him. I never would have thought that that wow. was the soul setup. And I think wow. that's so cool when you get connected to your soul. When I had my out-of-body experience, it was like, oh, yeah, you chose the perfect parents and the perfect location for what you're working on in this lifetime, which is learning to truly believe and understand and embody the spiritual concept. So I needed those naysayers, in a sense, to be able to know my truth in a new way, you know? Yeah, and to be able to explain it to mainstream yeah. life and people and to use real life experiences and felt and science and information and all of that so that they can understand it. So yeah, it's extremely powerful. And that's just lovely. What a wonderful gift you and your father share now. I, I think that's just amazing. I'm happy for both of you. Why don't we go ahead and take a call on the phone line? All right, let's take Veronica. She's been waiting patiently. She oh, is thanks, calling Veronica. in from, yeah, from Seattle. So welcome to the show, Veronica. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really enjoying it. Lovely. Hello. Hi, Veronica. Hi, hi, Marie. Hi, Alyssa. And what's your question? Sorry. <laughs> There's oh, three of okay. us. <laughs> um, you know, I'm pretty much open to any, any information, but um, if you have any information pertaining to my health, it would be extremely helpful. I mean, I feel like I'm getting closer to figuring out my soul's purposes or purpose on, on this planet. But yeah, I'm seeing your health. fifth chakra just like widening up like in, in general in the last three months. And so my wife? your fifth my wife? chakra, you're in your throat, your communication to yourself and to others. Okay. So, so that's like getting, like you said, it's kind of getting conscious on what your soul is doing, even around your health journey. I would love to give Veronica a book because um, I have the chapter on soul journaling, how to, in your journal, learn how to write to your soul back and forth so you can ask her questions. Should I, you know, take this specific medication? Should I go on a walk today? Should I, whatever, you can ask whatever you want and get your soul's take on what's going on. Um, Marie, you might... Marie, you might have more specific um, oh, I, health I love, stuff. I love everything you said. You know, the first thing that I heard when I was drawing out your energy is that you're actually great. You've worked really hard to be healthy and well, but it's almost like you have this part of your consciousness or your fearful part looking for problems and you won't detach long enough to really feel confident enough about your well-being. So I would encourage you to ask questions 
that are different than the ones like, okay, now what's wrong? What do I have to fix now? How can that happen? You know, not those mindful questions that are fear-based, but I would prefer that you ask questions that allow you to connect to your soul, which are, what if I were completely well? What if my body were was harmonious here on the planet? What if my immune system was amazingly functioning in a divine phenomenal way. I want you to ask those type of questions because those are questions that actually originate from the soul. And then you'll get energy from your soul, which helps you to be in the present moment that you're well. So that, so I, I think you're doing great personally. Well, thank you. And actually everything that you've, you've said, that makes total sense because I think because I have been so unwell for so long with so many different things. And when I am well, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good, but then it comes back. And, and then, like, in the last month, it's like a health crisis, and I'm waiting to see a new doctor, but it won't be until July 1st. But it's not <laughs> so. even really a health crisis. It's your mind. That's why I love what Alyssa recommended for you to, to study, because you need to gain confidence in your ability to be well. And so you need to start having this conversation, not with the part of you that's scared to death, but the part of you that has all this knowingness. And so she has all these great um, tools for you so that every single day you start to connect to yourself and that relationship and listen to the truth, not the fear. There's a big difference. It does feel to me the connection between the health stuff with fear of certain things that you think you'll be required to do with purpose, like in terms of life path stuff. So... um, it, so your soul can help you about that because she's just going to comfort your ego with that scared about, okay, if, and I love what Marie said, if you're visualizing, if I'm healthy, great, that's awesome. And how do you feel? And then what would you be guided to do with that health? What does that health want to do on the planet? And then your soul will help give you comfort and the baby steps to move forward towards your dharma, your, your purpose here. Exciting. So So exciting. I'm so happy for you, you know, to get out of this thing that's really not there for you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel, I feel very ready to let it go, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of components to it. I do feel like part of it is some kind of a biological cause, but I'm very sure that part of it is also fear-based and has to do with energy, and it's probably like a combination. And to me, those things aren't separate. It's like, why do we incarnate with that biology? Why did we choose, like I came in with hormonal migraines, why did I choose that as my specific learning lesson? Because I was trying to integrate the head and the heart, and I chose that specific family line that had those genetics. So, mm. so it's not either okay. or. It feels to me like, you know, your, your, your medical issues are the perfect, you know, setup for you to work those soul lessons. But like, I totally feel like the healing for you is like what Marie's saying, which is just like envisioning what does it look like, your physical body health and your emotional, spiritual health now, because you're, you are ready to release this story, for, yeah. even, though it's a, even though it's biological and that it was your family story. Okay. Well, that's definitely part of it. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I've done a lot of work in that area. <laughs> yeah, you've so, done a ton. That's why you can let it yeah. go. And Send me an email. Yeah. Let me know how the soul journaling goes, because I bet you're going to get some new information. Yay. Thank you. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to, to, uh, to read the book. Thank you so much. Awesome. Take care.
I loved what you said about, you know, we choose the perfect people. I mean, like you didn't know that your father was going to die suddenly, which his soul knew that that was an option because we have free will and we can choose different times to leave. Yeah. And on an ego level, I was so mad at that contract. (laughs) I was like, what? That is not fair. And his ego didn't feel good about it, but his soul totally knew. And my soul were like, yep, this is the, this is what needs to happen next for the both of us to get to our highest place. Right. Right. And, and yet, so that was perfect. Like the soul knew that the potentiality of him leaving suddenly at that time in his life and the fact that the two of you would create a relationship on the other side that was fulfilling and joyful and conscious for you was more important than how long he lived. Oh, definitely. The soul always knows that. And that's why I can't even imagine trying to navigate grieving death of a loved one without having that soul connection because then it just seems pointless and meaningless and life becomes just like a big crapshoot, you know? But when you have that soul orientation, you understand things are soul orchestrated, even the most horrific, nightmaric trauma thing. So I'm not, like, ungrounded about that. I mean, I used to work with pedophiles and, you know, rapists and murderers. So I'm not saying that from, like, a position of, like, look the other way, like, evil doesn't exist. It's just that, like, there are soul contracts for even really intense things. And it's not to say that we don't need to hold space for the human pain around that. But remembering there are spiritual things going on. All the time. And and we've all lived many, many lifetimes. And the older our soul is, the more things we've done, even the things that we in this lifetime think we would never do or we wouldn't have the capacity to do. Yeah, we've participated in them. That's how we can become compassionate towards someone who takes the life of another human being. So So all of those things have to be worked out as well. And a lot of times we choose to have them worked out in, f- in the physical reality. I saw this great Facebook post the other day. It was mm-hmm. like, my spiritual teacher is number one, everyone who drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> number two, all other spiritual teachers. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's so great because it's like, yeah, if you're triggered, there's something there that your soul's wanting you to look at. Totally. Whenever I'm in a session and, and I'm having a really challenging time, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the client has no idea that I'm challenged, but I'm definitely being challenged. I start telling myself that this being is my greatest teacher right now. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm able to act in a place that is very comfortable for me and authentic and um, available for information for them. So That's I think a great reframe. I love that. It, it helps me tremendously. So maybe we have time for one more call. What do you think? We'll make it super fast. Kelly, okay. thank you sir, uh, for waiting. Uh, she is calling from Seattle. So Kelly, welcome to the show. What's up? Well, thank you. Um, speaking of migraines, <laughs> that's why I call. Oh, migraines. I've actually had them my whole life, and I went through a whole mid part of my life where I hardly had them. But this last couple of months, I've been getting two, three, and four, and back-to-back of some of the worst migraines I've ever had. Wow. Well, what worked for me, you know, when I called Marie and asked her, it was hilarious because a year and a half ago she said, I know you think you're psychic, but you're actually way more psychic than you even let yourself know. <laughs> and I think migraines are kind of known classically as one of the mystical diseases with epilepsy. I think there is, you know, the nervous system connection. You know, St. Teresa was having, you know, her migraine epilepsy fits. And I think it's a lot of it is kind of our ability to give ourselves permission to receive the intense spiritual information we're getting. So I, the soul journaling totally helped me. I hope it'll help you. But I also... Um, I've done beta blockers before, but a tinanol worked well for me. Um, of course, everyone's different. I see some structural stuff with you with your jaw and your back. How's, how's your, how are you feeling there? I have some chronic lower back issues. Mm-hmm. Did you have an accident, or is it just? 
Um, no, uh, there was somebody that hit, that there was a light accident. I've had this, this back issue for a long time. And then, uh, last year, uh, we were a car hit. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and so it, and it just kind of antagonized it some, but you know, there's a bit of a thing with the nerve and some arthritis in there. And, you know, John Sarno's work is amazing from the mind body prescription and his whole thing, he was a back surgeon. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. not negating the fact that there's real structural stuff, but it's like the origin of the pain in the brain as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, the back. And mm-hmm. I, that looks true. When I look at you, I think there's, you know, how we get into cycles with our pain where it just kind of like gets in a pattern of coming back when we're stressed, it comes in and then we get mm-hmm. in those rebound migraine situations where our body's used to holding in a certain way. Um, he has his book, Mind Body Prescription, is awesome for that. Some people and get we're a lot have, of. We're, I'm so sorry, we're going to have to cut it short because we're about to go off the air. So I think that's a great idea. The subscription. Um, that's. I wish we could talk forever about it because it's a fantastic subject, and I love, love, love having you on the show, Alyssa. It has just been amazing. You too. Thank you so you, much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Congratulations, and I would love to have you again. Thanks. I'd love to come back. Have a wonderful day, and make sure, everyone, you go out and get Meet Your Soul, a powerful guide to connect with your most sacred self. Have a beautiful, gorgeous day, and we'll give everyone who called in a book. Have a beautiful day. Alrighty. Bye-bye. You've just heard an encore presentation of the Marie Manucherry Show. For more information about her show, visit energyintuitive.com.